Welcome to chapter 47 of our podcast. We finally made it to a Christmas market and made an incredible discovery. Also, we have a bunch of new animals to introduce to you, and yes, we've named most of them. And Jeff's really excited about a new translation device soon to hit the market. This is Jeff and Julie moved to France during a global pandemic. Okay, I'm pretty excited about uh, something that I've been holding back from you. Oh, really? Yep. It's a uh, big global initiative that I'm here to announce today. Global? Yeah, global. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going all in on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is my goal that by the year 2030, now I know it's an ambitious effort. I know it's a long... <laughs> no, no, I know it's a long... Because I think a lot of minds need to be changed. But by the year 2030, mm-hmm. I would like to completely rid the world of duvet covers. And I think I can do it. <sighs> Why? Oh, just... Are you kidding me? This is the most ridiculous invention. You know, okay, first of all... Uh, my my first uh, plan of attack, the first stage of my initiative will be, uh, you know, to introduce the practicality of uh, the duvet cover or lack thereof. You know, I mean, you're, you you got to sit there and jam uh, duvet into a cover and it and you need like three people to do it properly and shaking it all over the place and then phase 2 will be education uh because uh you need to know that eventually when you're using the duvet cover it will just be the cover because the duvet has disappeared into the night somewhere at the bottom of the cover and you're left with just these floppy little sheets well, ridiculous. I, you know, I disagree. I, I find that duvet covers are very comfortable and the weight is relaxing. And the final uh, button of my three-point plan mm. is the introduction of a radically new revolutionary replacement for the duvet. Go on. It's called a blanket. Mm. A blanket. Doesn't keep you warm. Oh, sure they do. No, they don't. Oh, they make plenty of good blankets that you don't have to thrash around all night in and jamming them in and out. Just keep the duvet on my side then. Just keep the duvet in your bed. Yeah. Take a whole bed of it. I'm 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 so and then and then it weights itself down on the other side and you have to yank it up and It's very comfortable and Awful. it's Awful. No, no, you're wrong. Anyway, we disagree. Oh boy, do we ever. I can't wait to launch this thing. It's just going to, it's going to take off like gangbusters. I know there's no, I'm not the only one. Oh, I'm not the only one. I think you are. Oh no, it's just got to go. Hmm. Okay. All right. I'm done with my rant. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Yes. All right. So you had a... Kind of a cool experience at the market, your little food market. Yeah, that you yes, go to. you know it, it's it's Wednesday, and I I go into the market, get my fresh produce, and it was really chilly this morning, so everyone was wrapped up in uh, there. I feel so badly for them on days like uh-huh, this. They had their their toques on and their scarves, and they they seemed very happy. Um, so I went to the the cheese truck to get cheeses for our our dinner on Friday night. Oh yeah, we have a little soiree yeah, planned. Yeah. yeah. And and the woman in front of me ordered butter. I didn't know that you could get artisanal butter. 
Cool. And it was kind of in a, a, a rondelle, so a, like a round piece. Oh, like, like, a, like a cheese Like a cheese. Thing. And she cut it up like it, as if it was cheese. No way. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, next time I go, I will ask for some butter just to see what oh, it's yeah. like. But but who knew that you could buy like uh, butter the same way you purchase cheese? Like that's really, that's really cool. Yep, yep. I've never even heard of that. Well, I neither had I. But when she said uh, du beurre, s'il vous plaît, and I went what? <laughs> wow, cool. Oh, I'd like. I'd definitely like to try that. You know, smear that on a little side of baguette. Like the only thing that was a bit different about today's market is it's been very chilly. Right. Like almost. I want to say close to zero, you know, Mm -hmm. overnight. And so some of the vegetables were not looking that great Uh, um, at at this time of year. So we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens in the outdoor markets. And the kids' lemonade stand was a flop. Yeah, it was. (laughs) Yeah, we're doing a little, uh, we're inviting some neighbors over on Friday. And uh, it's it's kind of cool. We're doing a theme night. Now, we're not getting all dressed. We used to do that, eh? We used to do the... Oh, yeah. Back in Ontario, <laughs> we'd dress up for the theme night. With our night. friends, they would come. We had to dress up either an Italian night mm. and French night and Spanish oh, night. Oh, we did a Mexican night. We did a Mexican. We did a Mexican. Yeah, yeah. And that was delicious. Yeah. But we're going to do a, a Spanish night, but without the, you know, the whole get up thing. But we will play some Spanish music. I thought you were going to say Spanish games. I didn't know. I don't know any Spanish Spanish games. Yeah, I'll try and find some. There's lots of great music in Spain. Even though it's it's difficult to find, we we found some uh, Spanish beer. Yeah, we ordered some Miguel some Spanish cava and and Rioja, Rioja and white, whatever the hell it is, and we're kind of making sure that all the ingredients that go into the recipes. Our Spanish uh, ish, ish. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> as we can find, as yeah, we can find, as yeah. we can find, and and we've always loved tapas. There were a lot of great restaurants in Toronto that featured tapas, and that's where we kind of got onto it. Um, so that's although it's it's big work though for you, like you. You put everything into these nights, and when you're doing tapas, now we're not, you know, you're doing a roast chicken. There it is. There's your roast chicken. Have at it and get out. But but now it's like, okay, you've got all these various plates that we're yeah, going to be doing spinning around. Spanish green beans, mushrooms, patatas bravas, ch- chorizo-ish, um, chicken. Crevettes. Yeah. Crevettes. Yeah. Um, so it's, it, uh, yeah. yeah, and a Romanescu sauce. Um, and a salad you're doing, cool salad, mm-hmm, Spanish with, salad. Uh, orange, onion, olives, uh, avocado. Yes. Uh, and, and, and that's the thing. Everything is so, you know, fresh when you make it here. It's just, mm-hmm. oh, so good. So, yeah. So we're, we're looking forward to that. But that's one of the reasons I was at the market today. Yeah. Well, uh, next time you can get a little bit of butter. I guess you can order whatever you, however much you want, eh? Yeah. How do uh, they package it up? In in paper, like oh, okay. they, like like they do yeah. the cheese. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you, you want this much, and she just cool wraps it, and there you go. That's neat. Oh, well, I got to try that. So we are uh, very excited about something that just got completed here on the property, and it couldn't have come at a better time. Mud season. Yes, twelve paws cleaning. <laughs> Last year, we spent most of the winter oh. with a green bucket. Dipping each paw crouched in warm, over. crouched over, caked on mud, 12 paws, 
it would take a long time. It was a big ordeal. They didn't really love it either. No, and, and I certainly didn't. Uh, you know, it's just, it, it was messy. So uh, enter the doggy douche. <laughs> we, uh, the doggy spa. Well, I know that, but I just thought I would try and combine some English and French. Got it. Um, okay. And, and so uh, Vanny, whom we've spoken about uh, umpteen million times on the podcast, who's done a lot of masonry work and did a little bit of work on on the the doggy douche as well. Yeah, he did. Like he did the base, the base, right? yeah, the yeah. foundation of it. Yeah, yeah. And then his son-in-law, who's a plumber, right, Remy, uh, did the rest of the job, and it's amazing. Yeah, and it's it's just simple. It's no big deal. It's just a, a sort of a pan, and then a wand. Mm-hmm. And we can control the temperature in there. It's it's a as you call it, it's the scary room. It's, yeah, it is. We do. I do have to build a door for it so that we can keep the birds and bats and whatever else out of there. But <laughs> it, it was a room that was designed kind of for this. And then there was a washer yeah. dryer which we still have in there for rags and dog towels. Yeah, dirty dirty laundry, like really caked on mud, that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, but the previous owner had a big bathtub. In that room, yeah, which was kind of a people-sized bathtub and high, like yeah, it was high. So there was no way that we could get our big dogs into that tub. They wouldn't go in on their own. There's no way we're lifting our dogs up into the tub. No. So that's why we decided to remove the tub and do a lower level with yep. a lip and a wand, as you just mentioned. The so wand that... <laughs> is killer <laughs> because it really gets into their little their, their little cushions, right? It yeah. gets all that dirt out. And and the dirt here is really caked on. Like it because it's a clay base, it just it cakes right onto their nails. And if you, first of all, if you don't have war, if you're not using warm water, it it just takes forever to get this stuff off. So now we got the warm water, we got the wand. The only issue is we got a couple of it, the problems getting the dogs onto the platform. They they don't dislike it. I think it's too slippy. I, yeah. I think we need to get some kind of a, a rubber mat so that they feel more comfortable. Yeah. Anna's pretty good, and, I think. Yeah, because she did this in Toronto. Right. We, when we come back from the dog park, we'd go to the doggy spa before going into the lobby. Is it a similar setup that we've got? Very similar. Okay. Except le- less scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I, um, I, I get that. And Blue... Uh, no, sorry, Brad is pretty good. Yeah, Brad uh, hopped up there all by himself uh, yesterday. I think he'll be fine after a few more times, but Blue, the big guy, you'd think, oh, no problem. I can, oh, I'm scared, I'm scared. And well, he, the bigger you are, the harder yeah. you fall. So I think he, he's higher up and he's not so sure about his footing. Right. So I think getting a rubber mat would be a really good idea. Well, anyway, we'll include a couple of photos on the Facebook page. You can check it out for yourself. It's no big deal, but uh, it's just going to make matters so much easier as we uh, head through the rainy season here. Uh, so I'm, you have the TV on in the morning, which I'm not a big fan of, but that's fine. You know, and I know it gets you through the... Well, you need to know the news. Yeah. Like, we're in Europe. There's a war in Europe. I Ukraine know. is not that far away. I so know. we need to know what's going on. I know. I get it. But uh, I came up the other day, and I don't have a lot on this, uh, but you were in the room, and I looked over, and I go, what's with the, what's with the guy in the glasses? And it's a new invention that I, I I don't I don't even know if it's going to drop onto the market soon or if it's one of those inventions that's uh, being worked on and uh, being improved upon, but it's a pair of glasses that you buy, and they translate for you. Now I 
I can't imagine how this works. Like, how are you supposed to read off of lenses that are like an inch from your eyeball? I don't know. How how do you respond to somebody with these glasses? But I'm thinking, you know what? If you're just, if you're making the, and it's not just French, it's millions of languages. So if you're making the rounds in Europe and <laughs> you don't speak any of the languages, that would be a very cool device from one end of the conversation. If you knew how, how it worked. Yeah. Well, no, if that's how it works, where you're seeing what somebody is saying to you or you 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 read it, you know, so maybe they, they maybe these glasses, they pick up the voice and translate mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, or 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 just from from a piece of paper. And then all of a sudden, it, I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think we need to do a little bit of, of oh, yeah, homework. We'll, on, we'll, we'll on, flesh it out. Yeah. But I was I just saw it as I was walking by and I thought. That's kind of a cool idea. Many questions, no answers at this point. I, yeah. I you know, I, I just, I don't know how the thing works. But, it, you know, if in, in theory, mm -hmm. if you could have a pair of glasses mm -hmm. that you could converse with somebody in, that would mm -hmm. be pretty cool. Wouldn't it be better if it was an earpiece? Well, that's the thing I'm wondering is if it includes an earpiece. Well, okay. Now, now you're talking, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, more yeah. homework. More, yeah, yeah more homework. Mm -hmm. No, I just, I thought it was cool. Mm. Um, so uh, we'll we'll find out more about translation glasses, but they do need to uh, they do need to uh, boost up the aesthetic look. These guys looked like Gerns wearing these things. But you know, y you shouldn't get a pair of those because you're here now. Oh, I know. And you're learning the language. Well, that's the thing. And you don't want to cheat. Well, and you don't want a bunch of crutches. But I'm just saying, for the not so much for someone who's living here, but if you're traveling and. Mm -hmm. You know, you're traveling all through Europe. That would be a handy thing to have, I think. Depend. Mm -hmm. It depends. We'll have to do more homework on it. Hey, we, we uh, so the Facebook page uh, this week will have a lot of different animals on it, which which we love. We love doing that. We've encountered uh, a bunch of local animals and birds and stuff lately. Just and, happenstance, actually. Yeah, yeah. We're leaving the Stelcia Hotel the other day, and boom, uh, there's about a dozen black swans. I honestly can't remember... Other than the Stelcia, where I've seen black swans. Oh, they're gorgeous, and and they're very uh, they're very used to, to people. Mm -hmm. They weren't afraid of us approaching them. You got up to them, took a picture. Yeah, they posed. Yeah. Um, now we didn't name them. There was a bunch of them. There was a gaggle of them. There were probably a dozen of them. But uh, the next two animals we have names. We for. have named. Mm -hmm. um, now you uh, struck up a friendship with a, a certain squirrel. Well, the only squirrel I've seen here. Yeah, he's in the only two squirrel. Two years, uh, and he. Um, when I'm working in my office, he goes into the grapevine and he climbs up there, and he's just happy and joyous and frolicking with one bird for some reason. Mm -hmm. And uh, he he's lovely, and uh, so we decide. Decided to name him Maurice. Yeah, Maurice. Maurice. Um, and and you got a great picture of Maurice. Yeah. Checking out our view. Yeah, one day I, I yeah. did. I did. So I'll include that on the uh, Facebook page this week. And finally. Oh well, on our morning walk, we uh, go all the way to the woodpile. About I I don't know two five kilometers there and back. Yeah, it's to our like house. That. Yeah. And Maybe uh, more. we thought the we thought the donkey was gone because we hadn't seen him in a while. And two, three mornings ago, we were walking by. He comes running towards us. Yeah. And 
He's just so cute and so lovely and loves people. And and he's making like half a hee-haw. Yeah, like yeah. he's so excited he's making his little squeaky sounds. And so we decided to name him Garth. Yeah. Very Gar- French. Garth <laughs> Garth the Donkey. Mm-hmm. And so in the subsequent two walks, we've decided to go that far again and mm-hmm. I whistle and he comes running down, barreling down the pasture towards the end of the fence and he loves getting petted. And I got what I'm going to say is you got your best picture of the year with Maurice. <laughs> I got to say, I got my best picture of the year with Garth. I think so. Oh, that man. morning was really wild oh. because it was so foggy. Yeah. There was so much mist. And then the sun was rising through the mist. Through the mist. And then we saw Garth in the forefront. It was gorgeous. Yeah. And uh, he was staring at me. And uh, I'm calling the photo two asses staring at each other. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Well, that brings me to the uh, French phrase of the day. Are you ready? I'm as ready as I'll be. This is a a quote from Jacques Chirac. Jacques Chirac. Great name. You know who he was, right? He was in Bugs Bunny. Black Jacques Chirac. No. (laughs) He was a president of France. Yes, I know that. Okay. Okay, Jeff. Uh, There's one word you won't know here, I think. One? One. (laughs) Okay. Get ready. Yeah. Okay. On ne fait pas avancer un âne qui chie. On ne fait pas avancer un âne qui chie. I, I, don't, uh, I don't know what she is. It's from the verb chier. Is that poo? Mm. And this is from the president? Mm. Wow. Uh, <laughs> okay. So like married. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, on ne fait pas. So you can't make a donkey. No, on ne fait pas avancer. Oh, you can't advance. Mm-hmm. Un âne qui chie. You can't advance a donkey. Mm-hmm. You can't move a donkey. In that a... is. You say it. Poopy. Oh. What kind of a phrase? You can't move a donkey that's pooping. Right, because it leaves a trail. Right? Yeah. Do you get the meaning of that, though? No. Julie, I never understand their meanings. They're so uh, esoteric. They're bizarre here. So, on ne fait pas avancer un an qui chie means you shouldn't make move forward a donkey that's pooping. Right. Because all it's going to do is leave a trail. In other words, if you've got someone who's bad or you've got an event that's bad, don't move it forward. It's just going to cause more chaos. Oh, okay. It's okay. No? Well, yeah, and I guess a president of a country would certainly know a lot about that. Yeah, he knows a lot about sheing. <laughs> oh, I see. I, I, I sort of get it. Like, just just stop. while you Quit while you're ahead. There's another one. Quit while you're ahead. Yes. Yeah, and, and don't make anyone who is not doing the right thing move forward. Right. Stop it. Oh, correct it. Arrêtez. Okay. Arrêtez. Ne pas faire avancer. Une autre fois, on ne fait pas avancer un âne qui chie. Very good French phrase of the day. Thank you. We will take note okay. and uh, apply it to our lives. Perfect. Well, we finally got out to a Christmas market. da 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 <laughs> okay, so we drove from our house. We've we, we've not been in this direction 
and probably for a good reason. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's for some reason, and and we always get psyched out because we look at the map and we go, oh, we've never been here. Let's go here. And then we get, you know, we start following the road and it's, oh, wait a minute. It's this road that it's kind of a highway, two, you know, two lanes on each side and eight million roundabouts and uh, bore, and it's boring drive. Yeah, the drive to to Villeneuve is is boring. And then on the other side, on this particular direction, is also boring. Yes, it is. And so, but we were going to a Christmas market, and we were we were excited. We had very high expectations, and mm-hmm. um, um, you'll see on the Facebook page that we got there a tad early. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? People were dressed up and they were happy and there were mm-hmm. artisans-ish. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I have to say one of the huge surprises for you, more than me, was the hot wine. Oh, my goodness. This was the highlight of the day. We roll up. So, first of all, what's the town? Egui- what do you call it? Aiguillon. Aiguillon. So we roll up, and it was difficult finding parking, so we're thinking, all right, this place is going to be rocking. And we go to the town square there, and there's a guy on a microphone talking to no one. I mean, there was just the organizers floating around. And so what we later found out, we were there at about 11 in the morning because we wanted to grab a lunch on the way back. What we found out is that Père Noël, Santa Claus, was arriving at like 2.30 or something. But they were up and rolling for anyone who wanted to come out. And like they had, you'll see, they had bumper cars for the kids. And there were a few kids whipping. I, I used to love those bumper cars. I almost, you know. You almost did. This close. Uh, but there were uh, baton twirlers. Yep. They were pra- warming up, practicing. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty nice day too. Um, and as you say, the, the concessions were open for the uh, few uh, artisans that were there displaying their wares. Mm-hmm. But there was a food place and... I could see the steam and I'm going, oh, please be hot wine. Please be hot wine. And sure enough, they ladled us up a couple of glasses of this hot wine. Oh, you tell tell us what was in that wine because well, it was Well, I'm not sure stunning. what was in that wine, but but typically in Vinchot, it's red wine. Um, there was nutmeg. Nutmeg, lemon. Honey and cinnamon. Honey, cinnamon, and... Something else. Oh yeah. Um, I, I honestly, I clove. I, clove. Yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but anyway, it was. I mean, and the the lemon. You, you, we were surprised with like there were chunks of lemon in there, and we were surprised with how it was just all it did was just give it a tiny, tiny bit of, you know, uh, citrus flavoring. It was sweet. It had the cinnamon, the nutmeg. Oh, it was just perfectly blended. Yeah. And then, and then you you f- figure out the, uh, you know, the mixtures, but uh, to your own taste. But holy, was it good! And it starts off with like a bottle uh, of. And red. it was really hot. Yeah, it was really hot. Oh, just it just hit the spot. And they had these little tables set up there, and uh, we'll include some uh, photos on the Facebook page. But uh, you know, don't expect a lot. But it was just kind of cute. It was sweet. Uh, it's it's a interesting town. It's like a town of of two halves. Uh, one half was kind of modern-ish, mm-hmm. and then the other half was... was, was oh, And that's common here. That's common. Like, Villeneuve is like that, too, you know? Yeah. And you like, have an you older know, part I, I was interested city. in seeing what that town was like because its population is twice the size of our village. 
Right. So I wanted to know, like, what kind of event goes on in that kind of place. Right. Well, and I'll bet you it it heated up. I mean, you know, the the kids are all going to be coming out for Père Noël. Probably there was a little birthday. Uh, birthday. Probably there was a little. Yeah, Christ's birthday. Yeah. Yes, that's true. But a parade, mm-hmm. you know, meandering through the town, capping off with Père Noël and. Like there was a ma- really cute little mailbox. Do you see the mailbox there? I took a picture I, of it. I didn't notice it, but you did. Yeah, it was a mailbox for for Santa Claus for Père Noël, and you, the kids would drop their little letters in there. Whether they were naughty or nice. That's right. Yeah. No, it was cool. It was sweet. Uh, I guess next time we'll know to go in the afternoon. Maybe I don't know. Like mm-hmm. maybe go for lunch first, and then yeah, perhaps trip on over to. Uh, <laughs> our luck will go, oh, you should have been here in the morning. It's all, it's over now, but should have been here well, around 10 or 11 would have been perfect. But then, you know, it was okay because we scheduled a lunch after. Yeah. And we went to a, a place called Chateau Lacaze. Okay. So you, you just found this on the internet. Yep. On the interweb. And we roll up to the Chateau Lacaze and we're kind of looking around because on the website, it shows this beautiful gated chateau and 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 in the middle of some reception because it was full of people like a wedding was going on yeah and the gates were open gates were yeah just yeah. it was just stunning you know so we're, that's what that's well, what we were expecting a big we come down the laneway and there are branches everywhere and the thing is in complete ill repair it looked like uh, a scene from like the Adams family um, or the Munsters. The Munsters. Uh-huh. Yeah, didn't it? It did. It did. Again, we'll include pictures of the Chateau Lacaz, but to the right of it, there was the restaurant. Yeah, a little sign that says restaurant there. <laughs> and and uh, so. And there was one other car in the parking lot. Yeah, so that made us nervous. Yeah, we thought, oh, where are we going? We're going to yeah. be the only ones here again and. And the only car here is just probably the chef who's going, oh, we have a reservation. I was hoping to have the day off. <laughs> I spit in your food. Uh, but no, it, it it turns out we, we and they were so delightful. I, I don't know, but they must live there because there was only one car in the parking lot. But I think there was lot. another parking lot on the other side of the fence. Like Maybe. Yeah. But uh, it was a very uh, warm restaurant. Uh, ended up being quite neat, and it's nice music. Yeah, nice music and nice, nice atmosphere. And it's right next to this. It's connected. They are connected, like the, the Chateau Lacaz and this restaurant. This is the restaurant for the chateau. But man, and you said when you were on the website, you could have booked a room. Yes. Eesh. I don't know about that. Well. Um, we don't know what the rooms look like. It, from the outside, it looks like the chateau needs some love. Needs some love, but you don't know. So, yeah. but the dining experience was oh. was really nice. You know, the the food was really good. The oh. chef was really outstanding. I had like veal champignon type of a thing uh, with a cream sauce, and honestly, we when did we eat? Like twelve thirty. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't eat for the rest of the day. I didn't. Oh, yeah. I think we're turning, we are seriously turning into French people because we eat lunch and that's it. Yeah, we shut her down. I mean, we have very, uh, if we have a lunch like that. Mm. And so this is, so this is typical lunch. It was like veal 
champignon with, with mushrooms and a sauce, and then a big side of beautifully pureed potato, mashed potatoes, mm -hmm. and then vegetables. Uh, oh, it was crazy. And, and I had the trout. Yeah. All was really good. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it was a pretty cool experience. It's just that, you know, when we first got there, I, I didn't even know if the place was open. I really didn't. And we weren't the only ones there. And that no, was we, good. <laughs> no, we weren't. There were ended up being what three or four tables, I think. That's by, right. That's right. By the time it was all said and done, mm -hmm. but but you're thinking on a Sunday, you know, that would be a prime time to have your place full. Maybe they've just renovated it. I don't know. Maybe because the restaurant itself wasn't bad. It looked pretty good. Yeah, well, I think that during the winter. Uh, it's really difficult for restaurants because there are not a lot of tourists. Right. And the locals might not be coming out for lunch. No, no, that's true. And and also people are busy. They're doing their own thing. Um, you know. Like, you know, things are more expensive now everywhere. Oh, man, we've it, really it, noticed a jump up. Well, when I went to the market today, I went to the bakery. Right. And I went to go buy my, my, my one euro and ten centime baguette. And I had it in my hand, and the young lad said, okay, that'll be one euro, 15 centimes. I went, uh-oh, I don't have the other five centimes. Okay, well, I'll give you a 10 euro bill. And that's a disaster for a bakery because they've got to, you know, give me a whole bunch of change. And, well, I mean, that's, they, 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 they just, jacked they up just, the rate. They just so. hiked the rate. And, I, I mean, everything is so much more expensive um, and so from the beginning of the year to now, they've raised their price 15%. That's right. You used to be able to go in and get a baguette one, for a, one euro. For one euro. And so now there it's you go. 115. Yeah. And that's pretty much across the board here. You know, the one thing that we're, we're, we're benefiting on certainly isn't the conversion rate right now, I'll tell you that. But one thing we're benefiting on is for some reason, oil. Mm. Home heating oil is really at a at a low. It's at a massive low, even from like a month, two months ago. It's uh, it's diving. So uh, we're going to take advantage of uh, filling up the uh, the boiler here. <laughs> well, and, and it's a good thing that we have heating because so many people in in rural France it's weird. they don't have heat. Well, they've got their fireplaces, but they don't have central heating and they don't have air conditioning. No. Um, that's a very North American thing. So, but this summer they just baked here. Yeah. I mean, I, I I don't know how they did it. I just, th those people that don't have any AC, like we don't have it everywhere, but we have enough to keep it cool in our house. Right. But yeah, we're noticing that people here just use a fireplace. Now, again, you know, I was looking at <laughs> somebody, one of my friends, uh, Karen, actually, uh, back in Saskatoon, posted on Facebook. Saskatoon, minus 35, feels like minus 49. And I just said, no, thanks. But like- the Fireplace can't heat no, that. No, uh -uh, no, 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 no. Your, your taps are freezing everywhere mm -hmm. in that kind of cold. But here, you know, we're kind of, now till February, we're in the cold part of the year and it doesn't much get below zero. Mm -hmm. So if it's, if even if it's minus five here, a fireplace, a central fireplace and a good one, you know, one of those good ones, uh, an efficiency fireplace that'll heat your place. It really will. But and I think most people, because we we see the smokestack, uh, we see the chimneys. Oh, yeah, when we go on our walks, we smell yeah. delicious. Yeah. The fireplaces and gorgeous, just fantastic. And we have a couple. We use them as much as we can to uh, offset the, you know, the fuel costs. But it's really common here for people not to use their heat. People don't use their lights that much here. 
That's really weird. Oh, you mean like light lights? Lights, yeah. Like huh. our next door neighbor. When was the last time oh, you yeah. saw our, our next door neighbor with any lights on in that oh, place? Oh, well. Well, no, I'm just. I'm just she uh, has her whole place kind of shuttered, though. Uh, yeah, but you you would see a light on in there. Oh, like yeah. you'd see a light squeak through the yeah. the shutters. Well, today on the radio, they were saying that um, uh, year to year, um, this month, France has consumed 8% le- less electricity. Oh. Because people are so aware of the costs. Oh well, yeah, they're 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 definitely aware of the costs here, and they don't, you know, like people will say to me, "Hey, you know, your lights on out here, huh?" Mm. <laughs> you know, like Joelle will come by and I go, "You know, your lights on here, like, yeah." Oh, oh interesting. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they're they're very aware of it, uh, conscious of it. I mean, you know, again, we we don't live in a we don't live in a very wealthy area here. It's no. Uh, no. And but you know. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how my tropical plants do throughout the winter. Yeah, because, you, well, you bag them. Yeah, they look like hostages. They look like ghosts floating around the pool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I've got olive trees. I've got some um, other plants, and we'll see if they make it through the winter. Yeah, what, what are those ones that are actual tropical trees besides the olive trees? Well, I've got the two lemons, two lemon trees. No, those ones by the, the table out there. Yeah, they're... Kind of like a yeah, like a yucca, yucca kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah, or like a palm tree. They're yeah, a palm like tree. Like a palm tree. Yeah, I hope they make it. I love those trees. Well, we'll see. Yeah, uh, we've got more stuff coming up on next week's uh, podcast. Uh, we hope to check out the local artisans fair in Pendagenet. I think it runs for uh, ten days or something like that. Uh, no, from the tenth to the thirty-first. Oh, so pretty much half of the but month. We'll go on the first day to get the good stuff. Yeah. And uh, we're shooting to have our tree up by next week, hmm. except this year it will be Sans the 400-pound <laughs> root ball. Learned that the hard way. We're not doing that again. We're, we'll just get a, a, a cut tree this year. Sure. I'm not schlep. I'm not wrecking my back for... That, that thing was just... Yeah. If we'd planted it and it had lived, yeah. that would have been a good thing, but... We didn't. Yeah. All right. So we'll just get a normal tree and... Uh, Maybe have that up for next week's show. Chapter 48 of Jeff and Julie Move to France During a Global Pandemic drops next Friday. Au revoir! Bye-bye. <laughs>